Well, welcome to the Journey Together podcast with Josh and Anna Gresham. Welcome to episode 12. Dun, dun, dun. Man, it's been a journey. It seems like it's, it's like we're celebrating 12 when, as if it was 1,200. But still, 12 is huge. We're learning to celebrate. That's exactly right. Celebrate your wins today. These small steps are huge, and you just got to celebrate them. If you're drinking more water, celebrate it. <laughs> All right? If you're going on a 30-minute walk, celebrate, celebrate it. Celebrate it. No step is too small. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right, today we're going to be talking about embracing personality differences in marriage. Yes. Now, listen, Just a, let me just stop right there. Make sure that if you're, you're like, oh, marriage, okay, I'm not married, I'm single. Hey, listen, there, maybe you're dating, and these are steps you need to take. So don't look at it as like, oh, just it's just a podcast about marriage. No, it's a podcast about embracing personality differences and understanding the complexities that are involved with two people coming together. So whether you're married or single, it doesn't matter. Pay attention because this is important. Because we all want to grow in our communication with one another. And uh, we called this podcast The Journey Together for a reason. Because you are coming together on a journey and yep. you want to get along. Yep. I put in my notes, not getting along is exhausting. <laughs> yes, correct. Not getting along is exhausting. Yes. In any form or facet of your life, when you're not getting along with either your spouse or another individual because of a personality difference, it's exhausting. Yeah. And uh, it's not God's best for us to just be exhausted all of the time, especially when it comes to our marriage, when he created marriage and he wants it to be good and enjoyable, that we are having fun <laughs> being married. <laughs> right. I love being married. And even though there's, there's moments where we get um, disappointed, angry, or, or upset, it's making those decisions to say, all right, I recognize that you're thinking differently than I'm thinking or whatever. Right. And we just, we begin to talk about it and hear each other out. So, yeah. So let's, let's dive into this. Now, one thing we didn't, we had been doing marriage for years without really acknowledging, we knew that there was a difference in our personalities and how we thought, but I don't think we really knew about it. And then it came out, it got real popular, all the different testings. Oh, man. Who just, you yeah. are, what you are, what animals you are. And we, we've done these. <laughs> Anna's a lion and an otter. And I am a golden retriever and an otter. So obviously the, the same animals, the, the otter, they like to have fun. Right. We both enjoy having fun. Uh, but you can already tell with the lion compared to the golden retriever, uh, what it may look like at times with our personality differences. I like to say that I'm the salt. No, no, that you're the salt and I'm the pepper. Yeah. Uh, but we, we've had challenges in our own personality differences where I can be super intense or passionate about something and Josh just wants everybody to just get along and have fun. I am confrontational. You do not enjoy confrontation. Not that I enjoy it. I just want it to be over. I want to confront it. Let's do it. Let's get past it. Let's move forward. And uh, we've had moments in our marriage, a uh, lot of hard conversations to get to a place of agreement. So actually, we were, I think, having a personality difference a few weeks ago when we were like, we need to write some of these things down because we've been working through this for a while. This would make for a good podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, again, we were going through life. I mean, we're about to celebrate 19 years of marriage. And we were going through life um, not acknowledging 
the differences in a way of that their strengths and how they can help each other grow. And, and that's something that these types of tests helped us to recognize. Oh, we're for each other or not against each other. We're here helping each other. And that was huge. So years ago, the first test that we had came across, which I would encourage you to Google, um, I will attach a link in the description of uh, on our YouTube description, but you'll see the, the thinking wavelength test. And it's six questions. Those six questions really helped us um, uh, not, I guess, narrow in on your, who you are, like, and it really was beneficial. I'm a pastor on Sunday mornings. I'm preaching a message. Um, I'm studying throughout the week. I'm really, I'm not a communicator of what I'm thinking. I kind of keep those thoughts to myself. And then I just blurt it all out on Sunday morning. Well, um, on Saturday evening, you would ask me, um, so what are you preaching about tomorrow? And I would say, I'm preaching about Moses and blah, blah, blah. And then you would be like, oh, I love this story. And this and that. And did you ever think about that? And, and it was so much fun. And, this, and, th and then I would be like overwhelmed. And I would start getting defensive thinking, you are against my message. You're against, you don't think what I'm about to preach is good enough. And you would start telling me all these things. So with this test, it, it, it showed us, it revealed that you were a finder. Right. And then it revealed that I was a dreamer. And I could dream all these fun things up. And, and I may not be great at doing them at all the time, but I would have all of these ambitions and different things. But you are a finder and you're able to find certain things. Not necessarily to find that it's wrong, but to find more stuff, more details, more whatever. So... Then I realized, okay, I can't go to Anna with my messages on Saturday. I can go to her on Tuesday when I'm beginning to gather. So if I was needing something or I wanted to be, uh, you know, more depth of whatever the message was, I could go and say, hey, what do you, what do you think about this or whatever? Um, so because what happened was before this test, I would just shut down. So on Saturday, I would say, you would say, what are you ministering about? I would about? say, what are you ministering about? And he would say, Jesus. And then it was just a hard stop. And that was not allowing her to be a part of my life or, or whatever. And then I would get my feelings hurt. Then right. I would shut down. Then we both were shutting down because we really needed to uh, figure out how to embrace our personality differences, how to celebrate one another in those personality differences, and how to find a way to communicate what we needed from one another. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, you know, what's cool about marriage, I prayed for someone exactly like Josh, that I, I knew that if I married someone like me, that we would probably have explosive arguments all of, all of the time. Like God would really have to do a work in our lives. Yeah. And I prayed for someone that was really kind and just nice and tender. I did not, I didn't want someone that just flew off the handle. Not that you want that, but I specifically prayed for someone that was kind and nice. And, and I... I think that the things that we've prayed for in marriage or in these relationships can often be their strengths. It's what we wanted, but the enemy can try to turn it to be a negative because right. it is different. Yeah. And my encouragement as we walk through this, things that you've prayed for with your spouse that you've not been celebrating, you know, we started off talking about celebrating. Let's continue that. I want you to begin to celebrate that person again that you embrace the inherent differences, the very thing that you asked for 
is something that you need to celebrate again. Of thank God, like thank God that my husband is like this, or thank God that my wife is like this. Thank God that Joshua wants all of the lights off in our house to save us money, even though I would leave all of the lights on to live in the light. Personality differences. Really, really, this is what we're talking about right now. <laughs> All right, I do want to ask you a question. What is a personality difference that I have that's different than yours that you uh, you feel like that you love, that you want to celebrate? Let's start with that one first. Let's <laughs> start on a positive. Yeah, that's note. what I want to start with. Um, and a personality that you that you have is you'll take care, you'll take charge, and you'll do it. Like it's a take. Okay, we're gonna do this. And I love that about you because it's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get this done. If there's a phone call I need to make, I'm gonna make this phone call. And that's that's always I, I love I love that about it. Um, you don't want to just push it off to the side. It's like, no, we're gonna do it right now. At the same time, because that's a strength that you possess, that's also something I don't necessarily embrace all the time either. Because I'm not like I wanna I don't wanna just talk about this right now. So it kind of it's a it's a it's a good and a bad for me at times, you know. Okay. Well, I was going to ask the next yeah. question is so what that's is the what, bad? So yeah. that would go both ways for you. Cuz it's hard for me because sometimes I, I grew up <laughs> I grew up in the woods and I grew up by myself. Um so when there's uh a, not make not decisions, decisions I can make. That's not a problem. It's not, it's going through the the situation of whatever it is. Sometimes I just want to not think about it, set it off to the side and wait, wait and just let it marinate. And sometimes that will drive you crazy. It will drive me because I want it finished today. Yeah. Not that I don't want it finished, but maybe I want to process it longer. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah. So what, same question. Okay. I, I love that you, you are always kind. You are kind and generous. Uh, as I've gotten older, I've gotten less kind. That's not true. You are <laughs> That is false. You are kind and you are generous. And I tell people, you are the kindest man that I know. In the same breath, I, was, I would say the same thing. You are very long-suffering. And I am so black and white that in the same breath, that same kindness and gentleness that you possess uh, can also aggravate me because I just, I, I, I don't get it at times. So I feel like that that has been two, probably two of our greatest challenges mm -hmm. of coming together in agreement um, in our marriage. Yeah, I, for me personally, I, I, I want to believe the best in people. And sometimes it's the detriment of my own, my, like my own emotions. Uh, I don't know another word to say, but... I mean, because I, I will, as you point out, long suffering. So they're me trying to give the benefit of the doubt for someone, or try to see the best in someone, or trying to to give them time to uh, become aware of whatever it is. It ends up hurting. It ends up hurting me or you or somebody. Right. So yeah. So we have different personalities, uh, differences in your own life that. Uh, as we walk through this, okay, we talked about celebrating. That's great. We talk about, you know, what we're working on. But this is also recognizing, and I want you to have an open heart, recognizing what are some areas in your life. Ask the Holy Spirit, examine your heart. Lord, what are some areas in my life that, that are strengths but just need to be tweaked so that as I'm working with my spouse, 
it is something that we can celebrate, that you're not so hard bent, that you can't, uh, that you're just stubborn on everything, you're not willing to work through things, or that you're just so passive that you're not willing to have a conversation with your spouse on something that you really need to talk about. Marriage is both people coming together 100, 100, 100% together to uh, really just unify as one. Right. To unify. And that would be, I would say, the first thing that we have decided in our marriage, we've said it from the very beginning, and embracing our personality differences is that we are on the same team. There has got to be unity in your marriage. You're on the same team. You're in this for the long haul. That you've made a decision. I don't care what you're going through today. I don't care what's happening. We are going to work through it. God's got a solution. Tomorrow morning's a brand new day, a new sunrise. We are on the same team. And that means that, you know, there are different pieces to a team, mm-hmm. right? There are different strengths. His strength uh, is will fill in a weakness for me. And a strength that I have should fill in a weakness for him. It's not a weapon, do not weaponize your strengths against your spouse. Right, yeah, for sure. Because that's that's a wonderful point. Because when personalities come out, personalities come out when it's uncomfortable. Person most I would say everyone's got a sense of joy and a sense of fun inside of them. Hopefully, my goodness, if you don't, then get your joy back. That's right. Yeah. I mean, stop being a, a punk. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It just a stick in the mud. Like, get your joy back. All right, at all costs, find that joy. Talk to God and have Him restore, renew, strengthen you. So, get your joy back. But I would say, for the majority of us that are listening, that have our joy, that are still enjoying life and fun, having fun, then it's always personalities come out when it's uncomfortable. Okay, so. Being uncomfortable is when it's like, oh, okay, how are you going to handle the situation? And that's when friction takes place. And that's when you grow the most because then you learn how those can come together to work out the situation. Um, Not all of us can have, um, (laughs) my numbers are going to be really low, but not all of us can have five figures um, six figures would be great, but five figures in your savings and also in your checking. Five figures would be great if all of your children are nicely put together and they're just sitting on your white couch, <laughs> like not making a mess. You know what I mean? Like, I would love for our children to not be messy and that we could have nice things, but that's not the case. Or that it's not just chaos. You've, some of you, maybe you feel like your life is just chaos all of the time. Oh my gosh. Like, uh, when I, the funny thing, the reason why I mentioned a white couch is because our couch, it's funny. There's this new couch. Have you ever heard of this? Like yeah, your couch always looks great unless until you get a new couch. Like we've gotten to the point, our couch is, is <laughs> we need a new couch. We need a new couch. But like you look at it, you're like, that's a great couch until you put it beside the new one. Um, <laughs> I, I will literally put my hands down into the couch cushions to find like the remote. And I'm always like, oh, why? Why? And you pull out the cushion. You're like, who did this? And you have to clean it. So what I'm saying is there's a mess. There's always a mess. It's not going to be this picture perfect scenario. So personalities are important in this situation of how we're going to handle things, how we're going to 
enjoy things. That's right. Go through that process together. What's that look like? Because when an uncomfortable happens, it's real. So you're on the same team. Let me, you're not on a losing team. Let's establish that. Your team, you might feel like your marriage you're losing right now. You're not on a losing team. No. You and God are the majority. Even if you're struggling, you're going through suffering right now, whatever this may look like, that doesn't mean you're losing. It means that you all need to come together in unity and to ask the Lord in this time of hardship, when you're feeling pressed, when you're feeling crushed, God, help us to come together to have the same goals, that there truly is this form of unity of working together, that uh, we can celebrate one another with joy to know that we are not on a losing team and that, God, you're working and moving in our life. We made a decision. We were about year 10 in our marriage and uh, when we first got married, we started a campus ministry. I was full-time children's pastor. You were working with the media team, TV ministry at the church. We started Campus Flood at Marshall University. And then we got pregnant four months into marriage. Our first year of marriage was hard. Uh, it was hard. And then we continued pouring into so many people. We had four kids within our first 10 years. We church planted within our first 10 years. And we had a good marriage, but we recognized that we wanted to have a great marriage. So we made some hard decisions, some hard conversations of to sit down and work through as a team. Okay, we need to reevaluate what we're doing. We need to make some changes here in embracing one another and what this looks like so that we move forward really with joy, enjoying yeah. one another. A flaw of mine is to, because I'm a golden retriever, um, it, it, I'm not a golden retriever, by the way, and all these personality <laughs> tests are great, but at the end of the day, my wife is, she's not just a finder, and she's not just a lion, and she's more than that, and we're always developing. I don't believe it's something you're just this for the rest no. of your life. I think you're growing and you're, and you're learning. Yeah, my identity is in Christ. That does not define me. Correct. There right. we go. So what I learned about myself is during those hard times, it wasn't that I didn't acknowledge that those were hard times, but I guess I didn't put attention to them in the way that you were, were and needed me to put attention to them. So then it looked like as if I was... Neglect, you know, being um, neglecting of it and just kind of dismissive of it, and I wasn't a, appearing to be in a, you know, a caring mindset to, and so that hurt because you would want to talk about it, and I would be like, "Why? Well, we're not doing that much. We're not, and you know, it's not that much going everything's on. Everything's fine. You'd say everything's fine. Yeah, everything's great. And I'd say everything's not fine. Right. We've got some things that we need to talk about and work on. Um, and that would aggravate me because then I'd be like, I don't want to talk about it because I didn't, I hadn't sat down to process it. So I think that maybe what would have been more beneficial is for you to bring those things up to me, not necessarily to say right now we're going to talk about it, but for me personally, I'm not saying that this was the right thing because that's just me, but I think it would have been more beneficial to hear, hey, I want to talk about this. This is how I feel. Go back <laughs> and reflect on those things. And then let's go, let's talk about this in a couple of days. That would have been helpful um, because then that would have worked for me right. better. What you needed from me. So that goes along yeah. with this. So, okay, so we're on the same team. And a part of this is 
letting your teammate, let's just roll with it. You've got to let them know what you need from them. Mm-hmm. They're not mind readers. No. And Joshua has told me that since year one of our marriage. Anna, I'm not a mind reader. I need you to tell me what you need from me. If you're afraid to tell your spouse what you need, that is a true tell sign that you guys really need to get in, possibly go through. You need you need to sit down and talk through that. Yeah. You should never be afraid to sit down and share, to your, feelings. share your feelings your and thoughts. to talk to your spouse. Uh, so we had to come to this place and our personality differences of, okay, this is what I need. And he would say, Anna, I need you to not talk to me about things at 10 o'clock at night. I'm a night owl. That's when I process. He does not process then. I, I needed from him to listen to me and to give me a sentence, not to just shut down and be quiet whenever we were discussing hard conversations, but to diffuse the situation by communicating back. We began to tell each other what we needed in our intimate life, personality differences with intimacy of, uh, you know, at that time I had four little kids and I was like, I'm being touched all the time by these kids. (laughs) I'm overwhelmed. And you were like, okay, what can I do to help? What do you need from me in these personality differences from being a man to a woman in whatever season you're in? What can I do for you? Yeah, You're could, on the same team. Yeah, for the longest time, you would say you an aggravation. Um, instead of expressing, you were expressing your feelings very loudly. There was not a question on that. Right. But what was funny was you would always say, "You didn't grow up with a sister, so you don't know." <laughs> that wasn't helpful because you would just tell me what I didn't like, what I didn't have instead of explaining what I needed to know. So then as our marriage had, had transitioned further you know, along, you would then begin to tell me what I needed to know. And that was helpful because then it was like, okay, the emotional needs, the emotional wants, the emotional, you know, just e- expressing yourself in, in different ways. So it was funny because the first year you'd be like, you just didn't have a sister, so you don't know. <laughs> it's like, right, but I didn't know. <laughs> But and I was wrong, and um, and I should have asked more questions. But again, instead of asking more questions, I just dismissed her feelings, and I just ignored it. And, and to really put action to what's taking place, maybe your personality is you just need to separate yourself and have time to be quiet and to decompress from the day. That's not a problem, but it becomes a problem if that overrides your communication with your spouse and you are not watering your own grass and building your team. That this is Joshua and I coming together to say that uh, we are coming together for the same purpose and the greater good of our family unit. That we want to come together in unity to truly, I want to finish strong. I want to finish our marriage strong Yeah. and what God has for us. And you guys... The enemy is against your marriage at all costs. He will try to bring in confusion, distraction, disappointment, failed expectations that you dwell dwell upon and then it turns into unforgiveness. Or you just begin to be annoyed with your spouse and their little habits rather than celebrating who they are. You start to dwell and your thoughts are wrong. Do you have poisonous thinking towards your spouse? Because if we're on the same team, then that means that we are believing the best in one another. You know, a good way to help that is get into 1 Corinthians 13 and really renew your mind with the Word of God. One of my favorite scriptures that I've stood on since I was dating and what I was believing God for, uh, for my future spouse, 
Philippians chapter two, those first few scriptures, but I'm going to read verse two. And this is, this is everything for me when it comes to ex- embracing personality differences and just what I'm, my hope is for myself and for my spouse. It says, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, having the same love toward one another, knit together in the spirit, intent on one purpose, and living a life that reflects your faith and spreads the gospel, the good news regarding salvation through faith in Christ. So if we're on the same team, that means we need to be unified. It says that you have the same mind. That's good. And that we have the mind of Christ. So if you're thinking terrible thoughts about your spouse today and it's always negative, you need to get in. If you are saved and Jesus is your Lord, you need to make him Lord over your thoughts and take those thoughts captive and stop thinking about the past, past hurts, truly begin to operate in forgiveness and realize, okay, I married this person because I love them and I want to cherish them. And that means I need to think great thoughts, the best about them. Yeah. Right? And then also being a part of the same team is having a purpose or a vision. So this is huge for us. Yeah, we had our very first podcast was all about purpose and vision. If you put, and I'm not hijacking what you're saying because I'm, I'm going alongside of it. I mentioned earlier being uncomfortable personalities will, will come out. So all through life with purpose and vision, you're going to have goals in front of you. And the goals shouldn't be material things. It shouldn't be a level of wealth. It shouldn't be a, an achievement of, of a career it's, it's, it's more than that. It should be a bigger right. thing. And as you pointed out earlier, it's going together. You're doing marriage together. It's future together. So the goal is getting closer. Like that's a real goal. And when you do that, then when uncomfortableness comes up, then you're able to actually say, all right, but we're doing this together because we're a team, our purpose and vision. And then it's it's not a, you're 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 always trying to come together because that's your goal is being closer. If it's not, then it's just whatever happens, happens, and you're just going different directions. You might have different, a team has different positions, okay? Yeah. And uh, one of you could be maybe your stay-at-home parent, maybe you both work, what, whatever it might be, you still have the same goal. And that goal is to glorify God in your marriage, whatever those personality differences are. And this is where we've got to get in and ask the Holy Spirit, okay, God, what is a goal for me right now coming alongside? What is a goal for us coming alongside in our marriage? So one thing that helped us one year, our goal was to serve one another, to outserve each other. And you say, how does that help in embracing personality differences? Because we weren't focused on the difference. We were focused on the servanthood. And Jesus ministered to a lot of people that were different than him, mm-hmm. but he served them and he loved them and he is our greatest example of what that should look like in our marriage and you say well i don't like feet i don't want to rub my that's i don't like to be touched okay then what do you like stop harping on what you don't like and let your spouse know what you do like yeah or if it's something that needs to grow ask the lord to help you to grow in it rather than constantly standing on the problem Ask the Lord to help you with the solution so that you're not just continually living in this pit and this place of just weariness in your marriage. Yeah. Just to be frank, you're being difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Work together with it. 
The personalities are your strengths. You're no longer two, but one. If you're dating, you're moving towards that goal of being married, I would assume. And, and so you're, you're, you're learning each other's differences to realize they're actually, it's more powerful together. And that's, that's huge. All right. So embracing personality differences. First, you're on the same team, point of unity. Okay. You're not against each other. You're for each other and same vision and goals. You guys, we have got to follow Jesus's example as a disciple of Christ. Yeah. Why is that? Okay. I recognized with my personality that you and I, in our differences, that I would communicate some things to you and it would just end up in an argument. Like it, it was, I feel like we were just going around the same old argument over and over again. And this was about three years ago. We were getting ready to go on a marriage trip. Uh, where it was just he and I, first time just by ourselves for a full week. We've gone on marriage trips before with other couples, and we like to hike, and we like to camp, but this was just us. We've done little weekend marriage we trips, have. but this was one out west, like big so one. we were going to This hike, was a big yeah. one. And I I knew this difference in our... I thought, I don't want to argue. I don't want to fight during this marriage trip over this one thing that we keep going over. And when you follow Christ... You know, the Lord's going to come in and he's going to correct you. He's going to help you. He'll give you instruction. And God really, because I was weary from it. And the Lord said, I want you to stop talking about it. Stop talking about it and just take it to me. And if anything comes up, don't say anything because you've not came to a place of agreement yet. And what you're doing, if what you're doing isn't working, then don't keep doing it. You need to make a change and ask the Lord for what that change looks like. I am a talker. For me to stop talking is hard. It is. I'll talk it to death. It's great. Wow, thanks. You're nice. Anyway, I had to ask the Holy Spirit for help. Self-control is a fruit of the Spirit, y'all. And make a decision to be quiet. That's my personality change that needed to take place in our differences. If you are saved and you live for God, then you've chosen to be a disciple of Christ when you abide in him, he's going to show you areas in your life to prune off, yeah, to take care of in order for you and your spouse to grow. Be willing to listen and obey the voice of God. It was a holy it was a holy spirit or maybe in a personality difference, you don't receive well from your spouse. Oh, that's a good question. A correction? Okay, do you feel like you're a good receiver whenever we have things and it's hard conversations? I don't know, it just depends upon what it is. The like the heaviness of it all, for sure. But I mean, yeah, I can receive it because I know it, because again, my goal is for us to be closer. For us to be right. closer, then I'm going to receive it because I'm going to want to grow. So yeah. that's the difference. So you need to have that in mind when the difficult circumstance comes, when there's something that needs to be talked about, then you need to have that always before you. That, you know what, this is a part of the process of being married, and I'm going to do it. Right. I'm willing to sit down and work through this, and I'm also willing to grow right. in my marriage yeah. and to make necessary changes. If a part of your personality is you're harsh, well, hey, guys, that's not going to cut it for the long haul to, you know, to have a happy marriage. No. So there are going to be some things that as you get into the Word of God as a follower of Christ— as you, let me, and let me just ask you this. Are you daily feeding on God's word? 
Because if you're daily feed, and it's not just feeding on his, when you feed on his word, that means that you're digesting it, that it's becoming a part of your life and you're being a doer of his word. I can't tell you how many times I've written in my journals, Anna, be a doer of God's word. And how much of that has related to our marriage? Because I've realized that I need to tweak some things and I need to work on some things, or I need to celebrate myself with this and not beat myself up with whatever it might be. And that the Lord will continually help me to grow as your wife. Right. Yeah. So our encouragement in wrapping this up is to just explain to you, don't be so cut off. Don't be so just my way or the highway. This is a process that you begin to embrace those personalities. They are for you. They are with you. This is not something that needs to be, well, that's the way they are. This is the way I am and just cut and dry. It's like, no, this is the way you are together. That's period. There's no there's no he and, and she. There's not, none of that. This is a... This is a togetherness with your personalities of learning how to talk, learning how to embrace, and 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 really running towards the goals in your life and your marriage together. And if I could say one thing, just for this week to start it off, um, figure out what one thing that you need from your spouse that would help. Start off with that if it's communication. Um, it, maybe it's communication. Maybe it's something involving intimacy. It's a great topic to talk about and personality differences, uh, whatever that might be, I want you to go ahead and write down one thing you need. And then you guys come together, have a moment where, you know, make coffee, make it a moment where it's nice that you sit down and you say, Hey, I really need this from you. And then make a decision to work on, uh, just facilitating that need for your spouse. Joshua told me one time he was like, Hey, I really need you to just sit beside me on the couch. And uh, just hold me, just love on me. And that was a part of his personality where the five love languages, his first one is physical touch, that he needed that from me. Um, it helps when you're feeding into those, you know, aspects of, of your personality, your life, those help when there is conflict and there's, you know, a going against the grain because there, there's a balance there. There's a, there's a showing of love, and then there's an understanding. If it's all just take, 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 and no give, then that makes it That's more difficult. Right? Yeah. yeah. All right, I want to finish with this scripture, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That we are able to learn from from the Lord, exactly what it looks like to love our spouse in the middle of the personality differences, to find that true rest and knowing that he is the one that's helping us every step of the way, every step of the way. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you for listening and tune in next week, guys. We are so thankful. Subscribe, share, like, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, all those cool social media places. Celebrate your marriage today. All right. We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) All right. Bye.